Hey everyone, Nina here. Uh, this is going to be a really, really, really thorough um, walkthrough of rank math. I know a lot of people have it. Um, not a lot of people know what to do with it and that's totally fair. I didn't either when I got started. Um, I think most of us start out thinking that having an SEO plugin means we know SEO or it's magically all gonna work and it's just not the case, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so I want to walk through some of like the back settings. Um, I will admit these are very different on all of my different sites. And on this site, I have not looked at it since I started the site um, over a year ago. So let's take a look. Um, maybe I'll discover some stuff I need to edit as well as we go. That often happens for me. We'll talk about different elements of it um, and yeah, what you can do with uh, rank math and why you need something. So the first question I want to address is Yoast versus Rank Math. They are basically the same. You just need one, just pick one. Um, I used to have Yoast and I found it really, really slowed down my site. I don't know if that's the case anymore. That was like two and a half years ago. So I made the switch to Rank Math and I've really enjoyed it. Um, equally, I know some people who tried to switch from Yoast to Rank Math and then messed up their site map because they just couldn't like, they didn't really do the setup wizard properly, I'm guessing. Um, but that happens, so like whatever you're more comfortable with, pick it. Go for it. Who cares? As long as it works. Um, yeah, there's some similarities. I know that most of this stuff also exists on Yoast, so if you only have Yoast, um, most of this will apply. So first thing you need to do with um, your rank math when you get it is go through the setup wizard. So I always do the advanced mode um, of anything because I think it's better to get as much as you can. Um, now I've done all this stuff already, so we're just gonna click through it. But you can see you're gonna set up some information here. Um, these are important as these will show on your search results as like your site's name. Um, for the organization, I just did the same name. It can be your personal name, um, your logo. You can also have a default social share image. So if you like, try to share your site. So if you copy the URL and paste it in like a Facebook group or something, this will be what man like what always comes up unless you've set a featured image or you change and create like a specific um, social media image per. I don't really do that because I don't really do social media. <laughs> so um, and then here we do um, you're going to connect to Google services. So if you have nothing here yet, you're gonna to have to log into your Google Analytics and Google Search Console. So basically into your like general Google account, like your email, um, and then you'll select all the stuff. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I always enable the index status tab to, in to index my posts. Um, I always install my analytics code and then these I don't do on this site, um, the anonymized IP addresses and exclude logged in users. What this does basically is it would say, okay, if I'm on my site, that doesn't count it as a page view. Um, I have this done somewhere else and I don't remember where, so I don't have it done here. But if you don't otherwise have this, it's a good thing to do because otherwise you're gonna count yourself as a page view, which is like kind of fine, but it, it means so much more when a page view is a real page view. <laughs> so yeah, I would exclude logged in users. Um, then, I, do, I get the email reports of like how it's doing. Um, if ever things aren't working, like your analytics suddenly reports zero or something, you're gonna wanna reconnect it. So I do install my analytics code through Rank Math. I just find it the easiest way. Um, I used to do it by putting it in the header code of my own site manually, but then when you switch themes and stuff, I did it last summer and um, broke my, <laughs> my analytics for three days and lost three days of Mediavine earnings, which like, wasn't that much at the time. It was probably about 150 bucks, which like is significant, but not like, I'm not gonna go hungry for it, which is good. Um, but it was really annoying more than anything to have to see that like massive dip in my traffic on the graph. Cause like I'm, I really like a graph and that graph was depressing. So <laughs> having it here basically means it's probably not gonna happen. So we'll save and continue. And then you definitely want to make sure you have the XML sitemaps set up. So this is basically like an index in a book or something. It's like your table of contents for your whole site that Google can then see and be like, okay, I know what the site is about. I get it. Whenever new things are published, it will track it. 
So um, I don't know why I have include images on. I've just always done it that way. Sorry if you can hear any smashing. It's my dog trying to break through the ice in his water dish outside. Um, it's Canada. I always include posts and pages and I don't include anything else unless I had like web stories or something that I want to rank. Um, if things don't need to rank, they shouldn't be there. In my theme, elements are more like a hook element, which is like your affiliate disclosure that just shows up on every page. I don't need that to rank, that's not helpful. Um, and then categories, I don't have any tags on this site, I just don't really use them. If you have a news site, you are going to want to have the news sitemap set up. This is supposed to help you be able to rank for Google News and Google Discover. Um, I've heard that it doesn't work super great, like anything with Google News, it's like kind of touch or go as to whether or not you'll rank, but yeah, try it. <laughs> um, if you have video content on your site, this is where you'd want to turn it on. I don't because I use my own YouTube videos and so they're already kind of included and ranked from Google itself. I don't need a sitemap of video content because it's not unique on my site. And in fact, it could cause some like conflicting issues um, with both of them. If you have original videos, you might want to do this. However, I would really advise against having original videos on your site and like just embedding them on your site like an image like where you upload them to your site because it will really slow down your back end um, i've seen people do this if they have like a self-hosted membership or something or course on a subdomain that's a little bit different because it only slows down the subdomain in terms of like how heavy things are but you're going to want to make sure you have really good hosting for that so i definitely wouldn't do it if you're on like a budget host like bluehost or something so we will save and continue and see how slow Loom makes my computer. Now here we have um, some basic SEO tweaks. So we want to no index empty category and tag archives because if they're empty, there's nothing there. And if Google sees an empty category or tag and there's nothing in it and they're trying to look at it, they're gonna, it's kind of like taking someone to see like your brand new finished house and then there's just like half of it's not done or the garage is like in shambles. They're kind of like, oh, I guess it's everything else is nice. So just don't show them that. Hide it behind a tarp, basically. Um, we do not want to no follow external links. I see some people trying to turn this on because they think it'll help with affiliates and in theory it will. However, it will do it to every external link. And that means any of those links that you give to other people to help build your authority, those are gone now. That's, that's done. Um, and that's not helpful. It also means that if you ever do like guest posts or collab posts hosted on your site or even link swaps, um, you're immediately kind of, it's not a real contract, but I used to work in law, so I'm going to speak in contract terms, but you're nullifying that contract because you are not doing your end of the bargain, which is by giving a do follow link. And then I always have all external links open in a new tab or window. This is basically just because if someone's on your site, you don't want them to like click to go somewhere else and then forget you exist. If you remain open in a tab or window behind it, um, that means they can come back to you. And this is pretty standard practice. I know some people like don't like it. It's just standard practice. So I'd rather help myself a little bit than worry about the like 1% of people who don't like things opening in a new tab. And then you'd be ready and done. And then you can go and set up your advanced options. So advanced options, I'll be honest, I don't remember what I did to set these up. I did my friend's site recently from scratch and a lot of these were like quite new to me again. Um, role manager, you can set like what each role can do. Um, I just started having my editor and VA and stuff on here. So to me, I don't really mind if they can see everything because they've signed contracts, they work with me now. Um, but equally, if you have people working for you that you don't want to see stuff, you can adjust these. Then we have 404 monitor and redirections. I would turn both of these on. Um, I've not seen any negative site speed for having them on. 404 monitor will show you if people are hitting 404 error pages. Now I will say it will register a lot of nonsense 404s to pages that like straight up don't exist and bots are going to them, like adding weird HTML to the end of a URL and stuff. So I, it's a grain of salt, but it's good to have. 
redirections is the one that's more helpful, especially if you have a site that you have not optimized yet and you need to like go through and do a content audit because redirections are where you can change one link to point to another one. So for example, when I first did my like my first month of my six months to 50K sessions journey was going through and getting rid of a ton of posts. I think at the time I got rid of like, I deleted a ton, like 30. Then I no index like another 30 or 50. At this point on my main site, I have like 60 no index posts, which is kind of crazy. Um, I probably need to delete a couple at this point. But setting this up meant that I could then not have all these deadweight pages. I could delete them if I wanted to. And then I could take that old URL and redirect it to something new. A lot of times what happened was what got deleted, I wrote an entirely new post on with a new URL that actually made sense. So the, hey mom, I'm in Singapore post became a seven day Singapore itinerary or something like that, or a Singapore fun facts or whatever. And I just redirected that. This also means you won't have a broken link by Google. You won't have um, any backlinks you got to that old post. You can pass on to the new one, although you should contact those people to try and like, if you if you built the link with like collabs and stuff, um, message them to be like, hey, I've moved the post. Could you adjust the URL? Most of the time they will. If they don't, it's likely because they're not maintaining their website a bunch anymore. And then that's kind of on them. And then next we have schema markup, which I freaking love schema. It's the best. We're going to go into it a bit more in a minute, but we want to make sure we have things set up here. So there's different types of schema that you can have for different things on your site. Um, and this is something I noticed from a, a site I was auditing recently is that they're so like your blog posts are an article. That's just what they are. They had theirs set to something like, oh, what was it? I think they had set to service. And so they weren't being picked up easily and everything kept breaking because they had told Google, hey, we are a service business, even though it was a blog. So it's article, just go with article. I know it's not, it doesn't say blog posts, but it's, that's what they mean, so it's fine. Um, now again, for my elements thing, that's just a little thing from my, uh, my theme. And it's just for like my affiliate disclosure kind of thing at the top and then my affiliate list at the bottom of my posts. Um, so there isn't really anything that it needs because to be honest, those aren't really gonna rank or set anything for me. So I could set it to article, but I'm just gonna leave it. So now this is where in like the dashboard for rank math, here you can see all sorts of stuff that you can adjust if you want. So I have the 404 on, as I mentioned, um, ACF, I don't know what this is. I've never had it on, to be honest. AMP, I did not know I had this on. Um, I would actually recommend you don't have it on because it just creates a fake version of your site for um, mobile. And yeah, it's not good. Your theme should be mobile friendly enough that you don't need this. So I would turn that off. It is good to track your analytics. I think it's helpful. Um, I, this is the only plugin I would ever use to track analytics on my site. I do not use Google Site Kit. I do not use like Monster or Jetpack or any of those. They all just slow stuff down. Google Site Kit isn't terrible. It's just like, if you can do it here, just do it here. Then you just have one plugin. It's just easier. Um, BB Press is more for forums. Buddy Press is, again, for forums. We don't have a forum, so it's fine. Content AI is interesting. Um, I've been playing around with it and it's fine. It's kind of trying to be like rank math or uh, surfer SEO, but it's not nearly as like, I, I don't want to say like it, the quality is fine. It's just like, because it's a free thing included in this, it's just not as robust, I guess is what I would say. So I use it once in a while to experiment, but to be honest, you could turn this off. We do want to have image alt or image SEO on. I think it's super helpful, especially if you um, are, yes, yeah, struggling with your image alt text. So what I would do is basically when you upload your post, name the title something that is what it is, and then this will automatically turn that into alt text. Be careful if you're doing an audit of your site and you didn't used to do image alt text properly at all, and you turn this on, it will immediately go and retroactively add alt text to every image that's empty of your title, and then you won't be able to find the empty alt text, and then you have to go through manually. So only do this if it's like you've already established an alt text thing, and there's just like maybe a couple missing, like maybe your logo or something. 
um, on like weird pages, then I would turn it on. So yeah, um, instant indexing, I would turn on. I don't know why I don't have that on. This is a really great thing to help. Um, basically, like when we write a new post, we want it to get indexed immediately. The way that we typically did that before this is we would go open up Google Search Console, paste our URL, hit enter, then ask it to, to index that post and then leave and pray to the Google gods. Um, you can stop doing that now because instant indexing will fix that. And when pages are removed as well, it's supposed to help stop those like broken page or like no indexed, something you submitted is no indexed or whatever when Google Search Console panics. I don't find it actually does that, but it does seem to help with getting things indexed. So make sure that's turned on. Um, link counter is interesting. I don't know that it's super helpful to be honest. Um, I prefer link whisper significantly. It does seem to just like tally the number of links and that's fine. I just don't know that that actually means a lot. If you don't want to use link whisper, this could be a way to find how many internal links you do have, but it doesn't help you add them then. And so then that's kind of where it falls short, but up to you if you have them on or not. Um, local SEO, you don't need unless you are a local business. So for blogs, it just doesn't make sense for us to have it. Then you have to like establish a business location and stuff. It just, it isn't helpful. Again, we have that news site map. Um, we don't have a podcast, so don't need this. If you did have one, it's an interesting thing to have on. Typically your podcast will be hosted separately, like on a separate site from your main blog, I think. But if not, like when I used to have one, I had it on a separate site via Acast where I used to host it. Um, but if you didn't, you could turn it on this way. Again, we have redirections on. You should definitely have a schema on. We'll talk about that again in a sec. Role managers turned on. SEO analyzer will like go through and um, yeah, basically says how well your SEO on your site is. I think it's kind of interesting. Definitely need sitemap. I already talked about video sitemap. So if you have Google Web Stories, you're going to want this schema. Um, I don't on this site. I have them on one of my sites, and honestly, I do not think they're worth their salt. They were really good for a while, um, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And then Google updated it, and now DA factors into them a bit. There's a whole bunch of nonsense. I found the plugin for it from Google just crashes constantly. Um, it's just not... I don't know, just write a post instead. Like it would take me just as long to make that with how long it crashed as it would to write a 3000 word post. So I'm gonna write the post. Um, and then WooCommerce, I do not recommend having WooCommerce on your main site. If you do have it, have it on a subdomain to save yourself a lot of site speed. Um, but yeah, if you do have it, you would need something like this turned on for the metadata for the products. You could hear that. That is my dog trying to bring a stick from outside into the house because he is insane. <laughs> so we'll go through the analytics. So this is my SEO site. Uh, da, da, da. We have, uh, so this is where we get those like, is it good, fair, poor? These are all of those like, you know, beside the post, I'll show you guys in a minute where it has like um, the out of 100. So it's like 56 out of 100 or something for how many times you use the keyword in the post and all that little check mark stuff. Um, that's what it's tallying here. That's all it can really pull from. It has some keywords. I don't track keywords. I just do it all in GSC myself and in like data, uh, data Jesus, what word is I trying to say? Spreadsheets. I don't know what happened there. Um, and then you can see winning posts. I do not know why my privacy policy is winning. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, we get some interesting information there. I don't really find any of this stuff as helpful as just going to GSC. So I would just go there instead, but it's kind of nice to know like what's happening. And you can see like a lot of my pages, I just do not set SEO stuff for because that's not what they're meant for. Um, you can see traffic, positions, rank tracker. I don't think, yeah, I have nothing <laughs> tracked. Um, index status is a good one to have to see if it's submitted and indexed, crawled, currently not indexed, unknown to Google, and then not indexed. I do have some stuff no index on this site, but I should probably double check to see what is crawled and not indexed. Then we have general settings. Um, these are important, so I'd watch this carefully. 
Um, so in your actual, like, where is it? In settings over here, in permalinks, you can change your URL structure. If you haven't done that and it has something like example.com slash, um, yeah, I don't know, Italy slash, and then the post or something, you want to get rid of that. You don't want to have a ton of like categories nested together and this will get rid of it. However, if you have a local SEO site, sometimes it's a strategy, so then ignore me here, but this is for blogs specifically. Uh, for redirect attachments, oh yeah, this just, sorry, some of these things I just have on because it's just the default. Um, basically, it means that when you click on the URL of the image attachment, it'll take you to like the post it came from. That's fair. Um, redirect orphan attachments to my homepage. We just want to redirect something, everything somewhere. Here we have that no follow external links again. You can no follow image file links if you want. However, sometimes images do rank in um, Google image. And if you do this, then they won't rank. So I'd rather just in case I'm not great at taking photos, but once in a while something ranks and that's nice. Um, affiliate link prefix. You can have something that you put on cloaked URLs. Um, I don't do this here, I do that in pretty links if I do it. Most of the time I just don't. <laughs> um, breadcrumbs, I'll be honest, I'm still not 100% sure I know what breadcrumbs are or do, so I just leave them alone. So this is the add missing image alt attributes. Um, I do this here because I am really careful, but once in a while you miss something like, like I said, like a logo that you first uploaded or something. If the file name is she knows SEO logo, I'm fine with that becoming the alt text, so it's okay. Um, you have the like way it's gonna be formatted for um, like how it'll change the title into this. Uh, you can add missing titles, you can add missing captions and descriptions, but again, this will all be generated from the title. And that could mean that it just shows a weird caption or description, I don't think it's worth it. Um, I don't care about the cases for them. I do not add them for avatars because I've turned off my comments on all my sites. So I don't have avatars on. Um, I don't know that it would massively matter, honestly, for that. I would probably still leave it off. And then you can find and replace some stuff. I don't do that. So Webmaster Tools is where you can um, copy and paste uh, like your verification codes and stuff. Um, I have my Pinterest one here. I didn't know I had that. I don't didn't know this was connected to a Pinterest. Um, again, I don't use social media much. You have your robots.txt file. Then we have others. And so to be honest, I don't really do a lot of this. Like I would never show the SEO score to visitors because what, what do they care? I don't know what this is, the headless CMS support. Um, I don't need to add things to my site's feeds before or after the content. That's really like an RSS feed is where like your email will pull um, the newest posts from and stuff. So like, I don't know what you would add here, really. You can remove media data if you want. I wouldn't. I don't know. Doesn't seem worth it. Uh, blocks. They have a table of contents block. Uh, so that's fine. You can just add some information here if you want. I actually use a different plugin for my table of contents. I do not touch any of the, like, if I have to edit a file, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'll run first. Um, here we have the 404 monitor. Again, I just leave it to what the, it has set. Redirects, leave it to what it has set. Analytics, same thing as the setup. Content AI, leave it to what it has set. Now for titles and meta, um, you want to, like, automatically index everything. So if you set like no index here, it would set every post to no index to start with. Then you have to undo that. That seems like an annoying process. I wouldn't bother. Um, my dog is running amok. Apologies. So I don't know what this is. I've This is what it came like. I've left it. I don't know um, like what it, what this means fully, but I've just leave it. Uh, so for separator character, that's like if you had like post title and then your name. Um, I leave this because I actually remove this. I naturally capitalize my titles, so that's fine. Don't know what open graph thumbnail really means, so I leave it. Um, I don't care about the Twitter card type because I don't use it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I leave all that. Oops. Local SEO, again, I don't really have local SEO, so I just leave it to my normal settings. Social meta, I don't really use any of this. 
Um, I don't know what the homepage... Oh, I have a static homepage. That's why. Authors. Um, oh, this is if you have... Um, if you want to set up author schema, I'm still learning a bit more about this. I am because I write for all my own sites. I just have ghostwriters. If you have multiple writers who like consistently write for your site, this is where you'd set up um, schema for their author page. And so here you can see like Nina Clapperton, author at she knows SEO. Yeah, I don't need that because I'm the only author. One second, my dog is trying to hit me with a pillow. So then um, you can then set a description for that page. Um, I don't do any of that because I don't use it. Miscellaneous pages, um, just like if things aren't found or you searched for a page or something. Um, yeah, I just leave these as they are. Again, I don't really have stuff like that. Like I don't have password protected pages. Um, if you did, that could be something like a course. And then I don't know why you'd want it no index because I think you'd want people to find it. So yeah, I don't know. So here we get to posts. So for a post, do you want the title and then the page it's on? Um, do you want, actually, I'm trying to think, why do I have it set like that? Oh, um, it's, no, I don't know why I have it set like that. We're going to take that out. Good to know. So I would just do the title <laughs> um, of the post. Uh, and then I would use the excerpt from it that I manually write in um, that little, I'll show you guys after, schema type. And then you have just the SEO title should show, just the description. It's a blog post, auto detect video. Um, I don't need to auto generate an image for the video because I have um, YouTube Lite, which does that for me. Yeah, these ones are all just things I have left. <laughs> um, I do not find the link suggestions work. Honestly, it does nothing. I've never had it suggest a link to me. Like e even one, I've never had it actually suggest anything. So I just leave it off. So I'll save those changes. Um, pages. I also don't know why it has page there, so we're gonna get rid of that. Um, but you can see I have title. So like what some people would have is it have separator character and then it would have um, site name. So that might be how yours is showing right now. It's kind of their default. The problem with this is you get 50 or you get 60 characters for your um, for your title for SEO and then it gets cut off. So this is gonna add a lot to those characters. And if you're not a brand, like if you're not Forbes or the New York Times, I'm sorry, no one cares. No one cares where you're from. Also because your site URL shows up immediately beneath it, so they will know what your site is, so you're fine. Um, yeah, I would take that off. And then the rest of these are just straight up what was already there. Um, attachments, I don't do anything for. Elements, I, I just leave this because again, it's not. that's not really what they are. Now, category archive is where something you would probably want um, the page number and such. I know index all my categories, so I don't really use any of this, to be honest. And I don't have any tags, so I ignore that one. Sitemap settings. Um, I believe absolutely everything here is the, oh, it's supposed to have an HTML sitemap. That's good to see. See, I'm learning things that I missed. Um, you do want to have your HTML sitemap turned on for sure. And then I would just leave it um, as, yeah, the basics. Um, here, you can include featured images if you want, but mine appear in my posts, so I don't need to do it twice. I want to include posts. I want to include pages. I do not want to include attachments. I just don't really have any. Um, elements, they're already like in... I guess I'll include them, but they're basically, for me, my elements are included in the text, so it doesn't really matter. Categories we should include, and if you had tags, you might want to include them, but they don't really help SEO, so up to you. Instant indexing. Okay, so this is if you want to, like, if you have a bunch of URLs that are not indexed, you'd submit them here, like, line after line. And then you'd hit submit URLs. So this is like that, you know, like that post when you first start your site or it's like WordPress and it goes, hello world or whatever. That's why it has this. It's not a real post on my site. But yeah, you just like list them here and then submit. But you can also then like go through your settings and stuff and check your history. Um, I don't really do that. Schema templates, or if you want to make new schema templates, I have never done this because it seems very complex and I don't know what I'm doing. We already did the role manager. 
See, 404 monitors, so you can see like a lot of these are absolute nonsense and it's typically bots testing something out or it's when I've um, on my back end through like the plugins or something updated something and then I tried to like go to a new page too quick. So most of the time these are utter nonsense. Um, none of these are actual things. That one was because I, I messed something up. <laughs> so it's good to see. Then you have redirections. So you can see I like redirected um, an old version of this to a newer URL um, for a sales page because I thought I was clever creating a waitlist with the same name as the course and it did not work. <laughs> so to do this, all you do is you add new. So you'd come and add the source URL. Um, and this is a bit tricky. So what I used to do is I would write in the full URL. And the problem with that is if you do like HTTPS, she knows SEO.co, I missed an S there, slash Jasper course slash, then you have to have that last slash. You have to have the HTTPS. You have to like, then if it was www dot, that'd be different. So many things. A better way to do this is to do contains. So then we'll take out any extraneous stuff. I do think it is best practice to have the URL attached to it. Um, I realized recently I had a post on my old site that was like a solo travel guide or whatever. And so I used to just put this bit, like that slug bit. Um, and then the problem was I had other posts that had a bit of like had that bit of the slug in their larger name. And I realized for like six months they were all being redirected by accident and I didn't mean for them to be. So now I'm a lot more careful and I'm going to do something like this instead. Um, this post doesn't need to be redirected, but let's just use it as an example. Now, if there was another one that was the newer one that was jasper-course-new is what I want to redirect it to, then I'd have to be careful and do the exact. So yeah, just be careful. Then here's where you paste the new destination URL. So let's do gnasseo.co slash Jasper course new. We'll just make one up. I always do a 301 permanent move. You can do whatever you want. I don't know that it massively matters to anything. Um, if you're just changing categories, you can do that here. So I just do status active. I never do a scheduled activation or deactivation. I just leave it. Um, one way you can use this if you have pages and tripwires and stuff. So like, let's say you were running a limited time promotion on like a sale of a course. And so you set up a new page for it, like a new uh, sales page. So let's say I was doing this Jasper course for Christmas. So it's like a Christmas themed sales page. So maybe the new one will be Christmas. And then, but then it needs to end. So what I would do then, actually it would need to be flipped then because the old one would be Christmas, the new one would be the normal one. Um, I would say, okay, on December, go all the way to December, on December 26th, it ends. And then we stop doing this change. And then this deletes basically. It'll still show, but it'll show like inactive. Um, so then that's a way to do like a timed ending. I've never done that, to be honest. You definitely can, I just have not bothered. Then you click add redirection and it'd be added to the list down here. Um, the cool thing with this is you can see like the number of hits of like how many people have gone to the old one in a period of time. And you can see when it last happened. Um, this is helpful as well so that you can see like, okay, if you create a redirect for, I don't know, a post that used to get traffic on Pinterest and you deleted, um, and it's been a year, you can see, is it still getting hits? I would actually clear it out every month if you could, or at least give it 30 days before you like decide if you're going to get rid of the redirect. Um, I do tend to get rid of redirects within like 12 months because you just don't, you don't want to have too many of them. Now, something that a lot of people say is that like you shouldn't do redirects because it messes up site speed. Having a ton here does not impact your site speed. It only impacts site speed on that page that you're going to where you would get redirected. And it adds like barely half a second. And it's better than a 404 error page, especially if you have a bunch of people going to it. So like, I don't actually remember when I created this. I feel like I created this a lot longer ago, but maybe not. Um, I have the memory of a goldfish. So if it's gotten four hits in a week, that's not that great. It's not that bad either. But in a year, 
when I've found every instance where I accidentally linked to this one or when maybe like a tweet that I wrote or something about it goes away, it's going to stop getting hits and then I can just delete it. I don't need it anymore. But equally, it does not slow down your site to have them. I don't know why people say that. It just slows down that one page and that page would otherwise just be lost people anyway. So here we have like the rank math data to see like, um, I don't really know what these tests are. I think it is, oh yeah, it's stuff like, okay, places you don't use things that they want you to use or whatever. Um, it's not perfect. Again, use common sense over listening to a tool like this. Da -da -da, status and tools. Um, that's just the versions and updates and stuff. So now let's go into a post and I'll show you kind of how you use it inside of a post. Like I said, this is in-depth, so I know this is long, but it's in-depth. <laughs> so this little thing over here is the Rank Math plugin. So this is where you're going to basically be doing like minor SEO checks on a post as you go. And take it with a grain of salt. Take absolutely everything this free tool says with a grain of salt. The amount of people I see trying to get this 100 out of 100 is ridiculous because most of the time that's actually going to hurt you. So what you would do is you'd like write your post over here and then over in rank math, you're going to optimize whatever it is. So let's say it's a post on like, um, I don't know, SEO keywords. On the free plan of rank math, you can add up to five different keywords. So it could be long tail SEO keywords. That was spelled wrong. So you do spell it right. Otherwise it will only look for misspelled iterations. Um, I don't know, short, cute. I'm just coming up with random things. But yeah, so you can add a few of them. And then it's going to prioritize the first one. So you can actually, if maybe short keywords is our focus, you would drag it to number one and then that will star it. And then that just means it's the focus, which means it's the one that it's going to try and look for the most. So the other ones, it doesn't need to be in like all of these areas the same way. This one does. For these ones, it's more looking at the additional stuff. But for the first one, it's looking at all of these things. And we're going to go through them in a second. Um, so yeah, you want to make sure you add the keyword here. It also does help you like just be sure that there's it's in the post somewhere. <laughs> um, but you don't really need to focus on it. Now, before I even check these, the next thing I do is I hit edit snippet. And this is where you can customize the way that your post is going to appear on Google search. So with title, you can see it has 60 characters here. Um, even though we get 60 characters, ideally you want 45 to 55 characters. They tend to rank best, especially on the first page of Google. Then you have your permalink and you're going to want within 75 characters. So it's not crazy long. Um, permalinks, I basically just use my keyword and that's all I put in there. And then description is going to be your meta description. You get 160 characters and you don't need to overthink it. It can be as simple of like, have you wondered about this thing? And then you give a sentence of like, this thing is great because X, and then people click. It's not super fancy. Google does often change descriptions. So like, don't spend a lot of time there. And then that will customize the way that you will appear on Google in like the little search. It'll even create like a little mini preview here. You can also adjust social if you want. So this is where you can add like a specific title and description for socials and add an image because I've only connected my Twitter username. I think Twitter and Facebook is all it'll let me do. And then I guess if you want to rank it, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can also then see the different forms of it if it's on. Um, so it would, if I had information in it, like if I had um, text here, title here, title here. Um, you can see like what it would look like. Obviously this is bad because that's not what it's gonna show, but it just shows a different version of it to, so you can get a sense of what it will look like. And so the reason we want to do that first, so actually I should have put short, or let's just do title. Uh, short keywords, short keywords. And you can see it will um, up the, I don't know why I didn't there. Um, it should <laughs> up the number of characters as you type short keywords. There we go. So, um, basically what this is looking at down here is where did you use that keyword? And again, it's mainly looking at that first one. 
And the more often you use that first one, I'm gonna copy and paste this a bunch. See it goes yellow. And then it's not gonna go green until I do some other stuff. But you can see it changes based on the amount of usage, regardless of if the content is good or helpful. That is why we do not listen to this exclusively. So here are some places you gotta have the keyword in your title, preferably at the beginning of the title. Is it in that meta description? So that's the description there. And again, you can see it said yes for both of these. So you check the box, even though that's a terrible title and that's a terrible meta description. Um, I realized why it's not found in the URL. It's because there's this weird like WordPress thing where it's like when you first do it, it'll, it won't refresh. You have to save draft and then you have to refresh and reload it. Da, da, da. And then it'll change that. I don't know why it does that, but it does it. Oh, why did it get rid of my keywords? Whatever, we'll bring that back. Okay. So um, apparently it didn't save anything I just did for some reason. Cool. There we go. Okay. So now we've got it in the URL. Um, then it wants you to use it at the beginning of your content. Short keywords are short. Um, and then you can see, so it uses it in the first 10% and it's found in the content at least once. Now this is a recommendation that your post should be at least 600 words. I think that should be up by like a thousand, if not 2000, but whatever. Um, so that's fine. If I got, had more words, it would check that box. Now we go on to the second bit. So now it wants to make sure that your keyword is found in at least one subheading. Um, it wants to make sure that your an image with your focus keyword is in, has it in the alt text. This is keyword stuffing if you just focus on that. Um, most of the time, it's actually bad to do that. It's better to write an actual alt text instead. Um, keyword density is where it really messes people up. It wants a crazy high keyword density. So like, yes, this is too high because it's four words, but um, it actually will overestimate keyword density. So I never listen to this. It has the URL as the right length. Um, it wants you to, have to link out to an external source wants you to add a do follow link to an external source, add internal links, and then it's gonna want you to use that content AI to like optimize your post, whatever. These ones are good. These three here, the links are good. The AI, the density, not super helpful. The image often leads people astray. For your title, um, titles vary so significantly, does not need to meet all of these. Um, so like some like how-to posts don't need numbers. Um, sometimes you just need the question keyword. It will not have a power word. I don't know what the positive negative statement really is meant to mean, but whatever. Um, I use a table of contents plugin. I think that really helps. So that checks that box short paragraphs. So your paragraphs aren't crazy long and you have images or videos. I don't in this cause it has nothing, <laughs> but that's basically the boxes you check there. Then if you click on this little toolbox, that's where if you had one post you did not want, you could no index it. Um, what some people do that I don't really understand is they know snippet, which means they do not want Google to rank them for the featured snippet. And in some ways I vaguely understand this because like people assume, so people say the featured snippet means less click throughs. And for that page as a whole, that is true. However, if you are that spot, you will get more click throughs than anyone else on that page regardless. So. I would still want the featured snippet. <laughs> I don't know. Um, canonical URL is if you're doing something like, you know how like MSN will like repost stuff sometimes or um, Medium, people like repost their post on Medium. This is where you'd put the original URL. So it's called syndicating content. And it's something I've just started trying to like experiment with between my own sites. Like if I have something on a niche destination, on that destination site, but it's also relevant to another site, you would include the link and then only the original site could rank on Google. Google ignores all the other sites, basically. Um, it's interesting. I'm still learning about it. I think it's kind of a cool concept. And then if you needed a redirect, I don't know why you would ever make a page and redirect it immediately, but I guess to each their own. Um, I don't know follow it. I never know image index. I never know archive. Um, I either index or no index. <laughs> schema markup shows you what schema is in use in a post. Um, I actually don't know if it'll do this. Let's check. 
I add FAQ? Yeah, no, it's just, it's for the article as a whole. I'll talk about the other schema in a second. And then this is where you do um, the socials again. So now over here, let's pull up all of the rank math stuff. Okay, so rank math has schema and schema is essentially code that's almost like a flag on a trail. So it's kind of like, okay, like, I don't know, this path leads to certain doom or just this path is three kilometers. It's just something that tells Google what this thing is. Um, this even exists in like images. So like it, basically it's like, hey, Google, this is an image, image ahead, image happens. The image is over now. That's what schema does. Schema is so helpful. <laughs> so when you're on a recipe site and you see that little recipe card, that's a form of schema. And most people think, okay, only recipe sites or food niches should do that. Not true. Actually, every site should do this. So I use the FAQ schema, that's what this is here, um, on every single one of my sites on almost every page. It's super helpful. So what you do is you would come up with like the people also ask questions that you want to rank for on Google and you'd put in the question here. So like, let's say the post is like short keywords. Maybe a question is like, what are short keywords? We don't want to just make up questions. They should be relevant and like probably come from somewhere. So we have an SEO way to rank for it. You'd write your answer here. You can even add an image. Um, and it looks just like anything else. So it formats this as an H3 header, and then the text is just text, and this box goes away. So like text here, and I'll preview to show you guys that it's legit. If Loom would let things load at any point. Here we go. So you can see this is that schema, and it looks completely normal. It looks just like anything else. Um, and then that's the like original text. That's all. That's all it is. So it's not anything super fancy or whatever. It just like basically tells Google, hey, this is like a frequently asked question section. Um, and I found when I ran tests on my main site, it improved my ranking for people also ask by 17%. So I have kept doing it. And then if you wanted to add another one, you click add FAQ and then they just like list below. If you wanna move them around, you can like move them up or down. Um, you can like hide one if you don't want it to show and then you can delete with a little trash can. If you wanna add an image, you can add an image. Uh, I'll just add one for show. And then preview again, show you what it looks like. I never really do the images cause yeah, see it like does a little bit weird. Like it needs to have actual enough text to fit the image. Um, yeah, I don't know, I never bother with images so I would get rid of that. But yeah, that's that one. Then um, you saw as well, oh, I always forget the space. There's also a table of contents. So if you don't have a table of contents plugin, you can use this. I would recommend a plugin. It's just easier. <laughs> you don't have to then add it to every single post manually. Um, and then the how to is an interesting one. So how to is typically used for like crafting or like step-by-step -step instructions. And it can actually be used for stuff like packing lists um, for an itinerary to have like a quick image or like a quick, um, not image, a quick like snapshot of it. So you'd add a main description. You, if you want to turn on the duration of how long it takes to do the thing. So this could be good for a seven day itinerary. Um, I don't do this yet, but I've considered experimenting with it. I did it, I do it for like packing lists, but not for itineraries. Um, estimated cost of the thing, uh, what supplies you need. So that's kind of where I did like the packing list, any tools you need. So like, for example, if like, the packing list is stuff to go inside the suitcase. The tools would be the suitcase. Um, material, again, this is more made for crafters. You can skip stuff. You would name title of the step, then what you would do. So like step one, eat chocolate. I don't know, I'm making stuff up. I'm hungry, it's late. Um, get the yummiest chocolate. Step two, step two. I'll preview what that looks like. And I don't usually use the rank math for this. I'm, I've done more like the uh, create by Mediavine, I think it's called. Um, but you can see here, like it just skips anything that's not filled in, it will skip. And it looks just like normal. It does an H3 for it. So it's pretty easy to use this as 
a way to do a packing list or something. I'm just going to add it like shirt suitcase so you guys can see what that looks like. Um, but what this does again for Google is it like flags it as something that could be pulled for schema. Um, so here we can see supply tools. It looks a little bit awkward, but it's not terrible when you have like a full post formatted, not just this nonsense. Um, but you know how like recipes have like the recipe schema that ranks at the top where it's like click into a recipe immediately. Um, that can happen for these in terms of like how to schema for stuff like crochet patterns, da da da, happens for all that. And it can actually help, um, it doesn't 100% help with ranking for itineraries and packing lists, but I found it does semi-help, so it's not terrible. Um, but yeah, the one that I use way more is the FAQ. I have that everywhere. It's super helpful, super easy to use. Um, yeah, and that's really how I use Rank Math. And then when I was talking about those scores, you can see how here it says 61 out of 100 and it's yellow. That's where that like, oh, good or needs improvement stuff initially comes from, where it's like green, yellow, red. That's what it's pulling from. And for some stuff, like especially for zero volume keywords, especially for like long tail keywords, you can't actually use the keyword that often in the post. Like if it was like, do golden retrievers have webbed feet and can swim super fast? You probably are going to reference it like fully twice max. Like you're not going to be able to say that all the time. Um, but Google's smarter than this plugin is. Google is always smarter than these plugins because Google's like a trillion dollar company. This thing is free for us to use. You can get the paid plan. It's um, like 50 bucks a year or something. It's not expensive, but still that's not enough to make it as powerful as Google. So it will always um, default to the exact thing you have written here. So even if it said short keyword instead of keywords, it wouldn't count it. Um, whereas Google takes into account variations, like things to do in Rome, Roman things to do, it would see those as the same thing syntactically because it's basically the same term. As humans, we would say that means the same thing. Google would say that too, rank math wouldn't basically. And that's okay. So grain of salt this, it's not a huge deal. If you want to use the content AI, you'd click here, you'd click research and it would run. Um, they give like free credits to everybody. I think you get like 30 to start with. I don't really use it to be honest. It's just not worth it to me. Um, pillar content isn't something I use to be honest. It's basically just a way for rank math to be like, okay, we're going to need to build more links to this thing. We should suggest more links to it. Um, I do it all with Link Whisper. It's just a lot easier and with my own like site architecture in my head. So yeah, that's uh, that's been Rank Math. And thanks for joining on what I thought would be 20 minutes, but was a 52 minute walkthrough. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Um, like and follow for more or like and subscribe or whatever. And yeah, put in the comments if there's any other tools you'd like to see me review and do a walkthrough of.